Welcome to Seeing Eyes Stories, a podcast that focuses on people and their dogs. These aren't just any dogs, though. These are seeing eye dogs, and their owners are blind or visually impaired. Many of us see service dogs and don't understand what they do. I'll help explain what they do and let you hear from others how these special dogs affect their lives. But more importantly, each person has a different perspective on life and on training or working with a dog as their eyes. These are their stories. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Magenta, raising an energetic, almost seven-month-old German Shepherd for the seeing eye. This week, we'll be learning about what it's like to work with a dog guide from the seeing eye, from yet another handler, who is also a good friend of mine. Hi, Jordan, and thanks for joining me. Hi, Magenta. So, Jordan, I know you're working with your first seeing eye dog, a golden retriever named Viola. So, what have you learned from working with Viola? Well... The first thing is that until I got Viola, I never liked dogs, but once I got her, you learn different things, like how to read their different personalities, what it actually takes to take care of a dog, different stuff when it comes to knowing if they're sick or if they're happy and just knowing when their bad days and good days are. I know you're a freshman and this is your first year at Rowan. What was it like adjusting to having a dog on campus? and managing your busy college life? Well, the first thing with Rowan is that there's no direct paths to certain buildings, so it was really difficult training Viola or patterning her, as they call it, to the certain paths that I need to take to get to different places because a lot of paths are diagonal or we have, like, star-shaped intersections and stuff like that. But she learned them fast, and I had to memorize a lot of stuff. So we get along pretty well. She sleeps during all my classes, so she's not any problem there because she sleeps pretty much every time we go anywhere. So um, the other thing with college is just getting used to her schedule and my schedule being together and having to stop for her to be able to park and stuff like that. It doesn't seem very difficult, but when you're trying to remember what she needs and what I need and where we have to be, it's a lot of time management. And can you explain what patterning is? Patterning is pretty much training them with repetition to stop at certain things or indicate different objects on your way somewhere. I've patterned her to elevators, so she usually stops at any elevator wherever we go. Um, I've trained her to be patterned to certain paths, as I said, on campus. She knows exactly where certain buildings are, and she'll stop and indicate them to me. So that's pretty much what patterning is, is just repetition and memorizing. How does Viola indicate things to you? She'll pause, and sometimes she'll use her head and kind of do like a jerk to the left or the right, wherever the building or elevator or stairs or anything like that is. Being on a college campus, um, I would imagine that you would have a lot of issues with the public and interfering with your work with Viola. What are the problems that you've had while working with Viola here on campus? Well, mainly it's with people. When I'm working with Viola, they'll stop, and usually they don't pet her. They usually just stand there and go, oh, puppy, and they make, you know, the kissing noises at her and stuff and Viola usually ignores them and just keeps walking but she's a very friendly dog so sometimes she'll try and stop for a sniff and usually just a a soft leash correction will get her going or even just a verbal correction. Uh, People try to 
grab us sometimes when we're trying to cross the street. I've yelled at plenty of people when it comes to that. They try to grab Myla's harness. They'll take me by the arm or they'll run up and, and, you know, yell and be like, don't do that. There's a car and stuff like that because they don't really understand what she's been trained to do. Uh, A lot of people underestimate, I guess, when it comes to traveling. Like they don't know what the dog is for or how much you can do so usually my day is spent explaining to people what Viola's job is and exactly how we travel and how we're really not an inept group I guess we're actually very independent together. We're going to pause right now for Breed All About It where I give you an introduction of the breeds of dog generally used for seeing eye dogs. However this week it's a little different in that the seeing eye does not use this breed of dog for their dog guides. However, a few dog guide schools elsewhere in the United States do use it. The breed I'm talking about is the Poodle. According to the AmericanCannelClub.com, the standard Poodle is a very active, intelligent, and elegant appearing dog, squarely built, well-proportioned, moving soundly, and carrying himself proudly, carefully groomed, the poodle has about him an air of distinction and dignity. Poodles come in numerous colors, among them black, white, and apricot. Although the seeing eye does not use poodles, other dog guide schools have found success with crossing their standard poodles with Labrador retrievers. And that's Breed All About It. You're listening to the Seeing Eye Stories podcast. Now back to our interview with handler Jordan Ortiz. I would imagine that being on a college campus, you get a lot of interesting and or funny stories. Can you tell a few of them now? Yeah. Viola, one time we were walking and she had her generator on and her harness. And we were walking to a class, actually. And walking on the path, she decided she dove to the left. And I didn't know what her problem was, so I leash corrected her. And then I double hand leash corrected her. And she wouldn't let it go. And my friend came up behind me. It's like, and she looked at Viola's face and Viola had a footlong cheesesteak in her mouth. And someone had dropped it in the grass and Viola decided that she wanted it. So she had picked it up and was kind of carrying it with her and we had to take it away from her. It was really gross, but it was funny at the time. It's just one of those stories. You didn't know whether to laugh or scream at her for picking it up because she's such a small dog and she had a footlong cheesesteak. There was one time we were in the bookstore and I had picked up some stuff that I needed for school, some binders and stuff. And this lady came up to me and she asked me if I gave the dog a, a shopping list. And I didn't know what she was talking about at first. And she finally explained herself. And she's like, well, how else does she know what, you're, what you want? You know, you need to give her a list for her to be able to tell you where to go in the store. And is there anything else you'd like to share? Well, you know, she's a dog. She's got a great personality and she's fun all the time. And she has her bad days and her good days. And I'm really glad that they matched her with me because if I had another dog, I don't think we'd be the same. She keeps my life entertained. Thanks so much for sharing your stories and experiences, Jordan. That's all the time we have. And to anyone who's interested in obtaining a Seeing Eye dog, visit the Seeing Eye's website at seeingeye.org. It's time for your weekly dose of doggy laughter in I Forgot to Woof. This week, we have the reasons why dogs are better than children. Dogs are better than kids because they eat less, they don't ask for money all the time, they're easier to train, they usually come when called, they never drive your car, they don't hang out with drug-using friends, they don't smoke or drink, 
They don't worry about having to buy the latest in clothing fashions. They don't wear your clothes. And they don't need a gazillion dollars for college. And best of all, if they get pregnant, you can sell their children. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. And now it's time for the Just a Tip segment, the part of the show where I give you a tip from our guests. Uh, this week's tip is from Jordan Ortiz, Seeing Eye Dog Handler. I guess my main tip with the seeing eye dogs to other people that you wouldn't know is that they are just dogs. A lot of people expect them to be perfect. A lot of people think that they do a lot of things that they don't, like pick out your clothes or like my one story before, you know, take you shopping or read the signals when crossing the street. And it's that people need to realize that they are just dogs and uh, what they do is amazing, but it's not as perfect as everyone thinks it is like she still has her little quirks and there's been times where she's picked up stuff that I didn't want her to she's bitten to a battery before she's tried to go through garbage dog stuff they don't lose their normal dog instincts they play just like other dogs they're not prisoners to the harness they get to do everything that other dogs do and in fact I think it's better for them to be seeing eye dogs because they get to spend day in and day out with the one person they love. Thanks, Jordan. And that's all the time we have for today. That's all for this episode of Seeing Eye Stories. Any and all questions, thoughts, or suggestions are welcomed at seeingeyestories at gmail.com. And please subscribe to Seeing Eye Stories on iTunes and visit our blog at seeingeyestories.blogspot.com. Remember, I'm your host and producer Magenta. Thanks for listening and have a great week.